You're listening to episode seven. Well, aloha and welcome, Bridget. I want to welcome you to my call today. Bridget Danner is an online woman's health practitioner at BridgetDanner.com. Her career in healthcare began in 2004 as an acupuncturist in Portland, Oregon. After honing her skills in community and private acupuncture clinic and the yoga health studio, Yoga Pearl, she opened her own clinic in 2007. That's cool. Her clinic's Blue Sky Wellness Studio is located in the bustling, eclectic neighborhood of North Mississippi Avenue. There she leads a team of two acupuncturists, four massage therapists, a naturopath, and a chiropractor in integrated holistic care. Wow, that's just me adding that in. In the excitement and stress of opening a clinic, getting married, and having a baby all in one year, Bridget became disconnected with health and spirit. She was fortunate, fortunate to find both the tools of online coaching, real food nutrition, and functional medicine, and the talented practitioners who helped her heal. Using these new healthcare tools and with a passion for online business, she opened Joyful Mamas, an online fertility enhancement program in 2011. Ready to broaden from the topic of fertility to holistic health for every woman, she established BridgetDanner.com in 2014 to provide a variety of expert resources in women's health for conscious women around the world. That is cool. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, and thank you for having me on your podcast. Okay, now this is really great because... I have so many questions with a little with a limited amount of time. Just tell me first, are you practicing your your business or do you actually work your business every single day like 5 days a week? What kind of schedule do you have? Yeah, I I do work 5 days a week. Uh right now I go into my clinic 3 days a week and then I work uh at home two days a week on my online business or some, you know, back office stuff for my clinic sometimes. That is wonderful. Okay, that, the question I want to ask you is what made you decide to create a business back then versus just having a job? Because as women, you know, sometimes we're not really taught about the business opportunities out there in the world. Once we get out of high school, we just kind of, think we need to get a job to make money and all of that kind of stuff so because sometimes I all the women I've talked to um, who think like that over the years you know have told me that they weren't taught that there's so many opportunities for women to have their own business how did you transition from that job mindset to getting into your own business or did you grow up with having that um, entrepreneurial type mm. of mindset thinking. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't grow up with it. Um, 
And basically, in my line of work, you know, I started in acupuncture. There aren't a lot of jobs. It's it's you often have to be an entrepreneur. If you're in a big city, there might be some jobs, you know, working for a busier practitioner or something like that. But there are, there are there aren't a lot. You know, there aren't jobs really in hospitals for us or anything. So, you know, and in school they. We had very little business education, very little. But, you know, everyone's sort of speculating, well, I want this kind of practice or I'm going to open here or where are you going to move and open a practice. So it's it's sort of within the field usually what happens. Um, so I have worked for some other um, clinics uh, in the beginning of my career, which which was good. But I also, from the beginning, had my own clinic. Well, I was in a in a bigger clinic, but I had I rented a a room and it was kind of a uh, kind of a community feel. So, from the beginning I had my own thing and then to to make ends meet for a few years, I was working for some other um I was working as a receptionist at this yoga health center. I was working as a receptionist for another acupuncturist. I worked as an acupuncturist for another acupuncturist for about a year. Um, and those things actually were super helpful for me because if you know, you're thinking of having your own business, you can, nothing better than being in someone else's that business. That is so right? true because you actually get to experience all the different pieces that you need in a business. You got mm-hmm. yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, so I do recommend that, you know, you don't have to start from scratch. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't have much training and I, it's kind of funny when I think back to when I, when I first had the, uh, the position in the, in the yoga studio, I had, you know, pretty much no clients. Um, and so I literally like, I like borrowed books from the library on marketing and I would like sit and read them <laughs> when I had the clinics. <laughs> It's like so funny to think about. And then I'd kind of force myself to do little things like go out in the neighborhood and pass out like a little little fortune cookie with a coupon. And I was like that mortified to put myself out that there. That is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's little things you can do. And I, I, yeah, I was literally mortified to go out and I would force myself, okay, go out to three businesses today. And I don't know why I was so mortified. It's just kind of a fear of rejection yeah. and putting yourself out there. So those were kind of my my baby steps in the beginning. It was kind of learning from other people and just trying to do some research on my own. I joined a networking group and um, just kind of pieced it together in the beginning. Well, that's good, though, because I think everybody has their own journey. Even for women who are listening to this podcast, you know, maybe they have had a dream or a desire or thoughts of starting their own business one day. Maybe they're not at that stage yet, but I think it's good for them to hear that everybody does have their own journey to get to that um, place of starting their own business and then working through it. So that's great. Thank you for sharing that. That actually leads me into the other question I want to ask is, where did you learn to manage your money? And how old do you think you were like, did your parents teach you how to manage money when you were a kid? Because evidently when you have your own business, you really need to learn how to manage your money. <laughs> so, and we're not all equipped with that skill. How did it all come mm-hmm. about for you? Well, I mean, it's still a work in progress. <laughs> I'll say that. 
I think that's yeah. that's true for yeah. most people. Yeah, I mean, I was I I would say you know in high school it was when I first probably started working and making a little money on my own, and then in college I would work in the summers or break. Um, but what I was managing was still pretty simple. You know, I was fortunate that you know my parents were paying for my tuition and my lodging. So I was just basically managing my spending money and my travel money. So it wasn't a lot to manage and it was pretty simple. You know, I wasn't in debt. It was pretty simple. Um, after that, um, yeah, you know, I, I kind of worked different jobs before my acupuncture career and just lived kind of simply, you know, just kept my expenses low. I was sort of more concerned with Again, just kind of enjoying life and saving a little money to travel, but I definitely wasn't saving properly. Um, and uh, but it didn't also have a lot of pressure on me to do so. You know, my life was I was single, and my life was pretty simple. Those were um, the good old days. I was <laughs> exactly there weren't a lot of mouths to feed. Um, so, yeah, and then I would say, you know, my big lesson hit uh, when I graduated acupuncture school. I moved here to Portland, Oregon 10 years ago. You know, I was I had a boyfriend but wasn't living with me right away. And, um, you know, I just I had a dog and a little moving van, and I I had no idea what I was getting into. You know, I was trying to start this career. I was trying to be an entrepreneur. Um, that's when it hit, you know, <laughs> reality hit. Uh, you know, I had an apartment to pay for and food and all this, and I wasn't really making money as an acupuncturist. Luckily, I had these side jobs, you know, as a receptionist and this and that, and it was really tight. And I think I got by by just, you know, penny pinching. Um, but it got hard. I, there was a time where uh, my dog, uh, got really sick and you know I suddenly was five grand in debt and uh yeah I was I was a reality check and I I wanted to my credit I wanted to make it on my own I ended up selling a car that I had and just trying to you know make do and it was probably the first time I went into like personal debt um I even applied for food stamps during that time because uh uh, you know, it was so tight, and I was like a few bucks over qualifying for food stamps, so I couldn't get that help. And um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a tough time. And luckily, you know, my acupuncture practice did pick up, and I, you know, I learned. But I think it set in some mindset and some fear that stayed with me, you know. And that's uh, something I'm still kind of working through and, and realizing, like that I don't have to just get right. by. Like, it's time for me to, like, you know, <laughs> have a, you know, and I've done better, but I think some of that mindset was still there, you know, about just sort of getting by. And, um, and yeah, I think it, probably lots of women listening have had, like, a, a either in their childhood or some stage in their life where they had some kind of traumatic experience around money and, you know, maybe they haven't gotten yeah, out definitely. of it. definitely. I mean, we all hear different things from the people that were around when we grow up about money. You know, and, and that's okay. I mean, our, our families try to do the best they can to raise us. And even though sometimes they, you know, say things maybe they shouldn't. 
But that's okay. That's why we women are here to support each other and help each other along the way and to teach each other and share our experiences. That for everyone, you know, learning and managing your money is different. There's no one right way for everybody. It's okay that you're still on your journey because I still think as much as I know, I still have a lot more to learn as well. Everybody's world is different too on how we use our money and what we need it for and even the different countries you know theirs is different as well that was great yeah so thank you for sharing that okay so do you think that your money and your finances really affected your life in a bad way like you know because we a lot of us struggle with money on how to deal with it and think about it and feel about it And a lot of times those feelings and stress that we have about money and a lot of fear. A lot of us have a lot of fear about money. Do you think that has ever affected your life, like your marriage or your business? Um, Did you have any moments of freak out, you know? Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I told you a little bit about sort of my early career years and then... um, you know, coming out of that, I was finally getting on my feet. And I thought, well, you know, I'm working too hard here. I got to have a clinic. I got to have like passive income. You know, there's got to be another way. But I didn't know anything about having a clinic. I thought I did, but I didn't know much. Um, You know, I never managed people, this sort of thing. So uh, yeah, getting into that, you know, signing a lease on a space, trying to hire people. I didn't have much savings for this business, you know, at all. And uh, I had a lot of sleepless nights just laying in bed like, how am I going to do this? What, what have I done? And um, yeah, you know, that was sort of my second hit of, uh, you know, and looking back on it, you know, I, I you know, I wish I just had kind of had more trust and, but it's, you take, you know, you get out of your comfort zone and it can be kind of scary. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that definitely freaked me out. You know, how am I gonna, how, how, you know, am I gonna be able to pay the bills? You know, frankly, it's still, still can be like that with my clinic. Um, you know, money coming in isn't always the right amount to, that goes out. You know, we got a lot of money going out every month. So, yeah, it's definitely, you know, given me some, <laughs> <laughs> some physical and mental stress, but, you know, at the same time, I am learning. I am learning more to trust. I'm learning that, you know, sometimes you got to play big and take risks and, and uh, you know, the reward will come. I think you're a so. health practitioner. You can, you can heal yourself after that, after oh, any freak out. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have my support team, too. You know, I, you, no, none of us can do it all ourselves. So, you know, I have practitioners around me and, and coaches who can, to, I, I'm definitely into the, the whole community of coaches and, and networking, like people like you that I'm meeting, you know, just to be able to have these discussions, it's very healthy. And then you get out of your head, exactly, right? Exactly, because we are stuck in our head. And we usually like, what I like to say is that we, we create our own voicemail message. You know, like we create our voicemail message on our cell phones, right? For somebody calls, they can leave a message. Well, I think we all leave a voicemail message in our heads for ourselves that we keep hearing all the time about how, oh, well, I'll never make enough, or I'm not good enough, or I'll never make the amount of money that I want because of this. So, you know, we all have our own messages going on in our head. 
And that's okay. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, just know that we're human and we all have to learn and grow from it. But the main point is, like you just mentioned, is that you have a community around you to help you work through things. And it's so critical to have that. Every woman needs that some sort of community or somebody, even if it's just one person, to help you get through things and help you work it out. And Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for me, it takes a village. <laughs> I need all, I mean, there's so many layers of who we are and there's so many ways to support ourselves. And even though you feel like, well, I'd, I've done some work on myself, there's always more yes. left to do, yeah, you know. Work in progress. So, yeah. <laughs> we are women. <laughs> But that's good, though. Thank you for that, for being really honest, because sometimes people really don't want to share those type of personal stories that are so, so deep. And, and it does cause stress. Sometimes people lose sleep over financial issues and, you know, and then they get physically sick. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help you. <laughs> oh, boy. So this is great. Do you actually work one-on-one with women or you mainly have them come into the clinic and different different practitioners in the clinic work with like how does your program work? Yeah, you know, I have a I have a few different things going on right now. You know, I've I I do still work one-on-one in my clinic. I work a little bit one-on-one on the phone, too, with people in other places, which is fun. Um, and I have some, I have one group program that I do online. I'm in the middle of one right now, and I really like that work. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hoping to add a couple more offerings here soon. I'm hoping to add, like, a group membership coaching program. Uh, maybe around the new year and uh, packaging something I am offering into a self-study program. So, yeah, I'm kind of in that transitional phase, um, <laughs> which I used to be a little, feel a little weird about. But, now, you know, now I'm okay with it. You know, how it all will evolve and the pace it evolves is is all good. So, yeah, you well, know. you I guess you're trying to figure out what works best for you, which all businesses, that's what you have to do anyway, is figure out what works best for you and, and what will make you happy exactly. to wake up every day. And exactly, and there's pros and cons. You know, I, I love the online world, but, you know, sometimes those those in-person interactions, I think, oh, man, I don't know if I could give that up. So it's okay. Just, just experiment. Okay. and. Yeah, and that's okay. I've worked um, one-on-one with some women, and they really need that. And you know what's funny is how I, after working with them one-on-one, I feel like I learned more <laughs> than they did. Pretty sure they, well, I'm hoping they got a lot out of it just as much as I did. But So that's good. We need we mm-hmm. need that one-on-one sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. We have had acupuncture Great, that's great. I know, it's pretty cool. It is. It's a cool thing. As you get a little older, <laughs> you, you need acupuncture. Yeah, it's great for women's health. I mean, it's great for pain too, but um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing it so long, it would be a little weird to not be sticking needles in people, but <laughs> at the same time, I think, it, you know, sometimes we change yeah. and we are more passionate about another phase, so... <laughs> Well, I mean, as women, we go through, we have so many women things going on that as you get older, your body changes. And, and so we need different kinds of, 
healing and health and mm -hmm. you know because everything mm -hmm. uh, different procedures work differently on different people because i've experienced different types of holistic treatments so that that's awesome that's like a very valuable mm -hmm. skill to have this is great okay bridget so let me ask you about how you feel about women investing in themselves whether it be in their health whether it be in any other area. Now, you work with a lot of women too. So how do you see or how do you value the part where women really need to invest in themselves? In, and there's so many different ways that we can invest in ourselves. Okay, Bridget, let's talk about women investing in themselves. What would you say to that? Yeah, I, I have made a lot of observations over time as a healthcare provider and as an entrepreneur. And I, I just, yeah, I'd love to talk about some things I see. Um, you know, one advantage of being an entrepreneur is that we have to invest in ourselves. You know, we got to hire the bookkeeper. We got to hire the, the cleaner. We've got to, like, hire the coach. Uh, so we get in the habit, luckily. And I think that's really good. Also, being a healthcare provider, you know, I learned from a early point, like, the value of paying for that massage, paying to see that chiropractor you heard about, you know, and not feeling like, oh, well, you know, that's 150 bucks, maybe I'll just, my back pain isn't that bad, you know, so I've, I've definitely learned on a personal level how to invest in myself. And I, yeah, I'd love to just share, you know, some encouragement. I, I think a lot of women, how you kind of mentioned, they have never been in that entrepreneurial position or maybe they're on a tight budget. And the idea of investing in their health or in their betterment is a tough one. You know, I, I see, I witness it quite a bit. You see that a uh, lot I see it in, in my practice, practice uh-huh, in my online practice, in my physical practice. Um, and... Uh, Share what you think women really need to hear about investing in themselves because I, at one point, realized that, especially as we get older as women, and your health is not the same like when you're in your 20s and teens, and, and I came to a point that I realized I needed to invest in my health and myself and to learn to value myself mm -hmm. as well. well. Talk a little bit about that, about what you see and... And what the benefits are. Especially. Yeah, you know, I, I see that. I, I think our American mindset um, is that we deserve health care for free. And, and I agree. But the fact is we don't really get it. <laughs> you know, we rarely get it. And we we kind of right. feel like, oh, if I have to pay the bill for some health care, maybe I'll just skip it is a lot of time the attitude I see, even in some women who are really suffering. Um, and, you know, some of that could be our cultural stuff around money or our personal stuff around investing in ourselves. And then, so I guess what I would say is if, if you're feeling like a, a need or a calling to get help and then you, you know, you maybe start to seek it and then the money question comes up, I would just really look at what's going on. Like, rather than just say, oh, I can't spend that money, bye-bye. Like, really ask yourself, like, what is, right. what is this about? Do you really not have the money or do you, have you just never spent money on yourself, on, on really your betterment? Uh, you know, or, or what's coming up there? Because I just see a lot of people have a knee-jerk reaction around, I can't spend this money. And then, frankly, some of the same people are spending the money to remodel their kitchen or 
buy a new handbag. So (laughs) I see that, you know, and, and to me, you know, the, the most rich part of life is, you know, our inner journey and our health is part of that journey. You know, it, it highlights a lot of stuff in us that needs to change. Um, so to me, it's, Oh, that's a great point to make. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of our physical stuff is, is, is getting brought up because there's something we need to work on. You know, it's happened to me in my life for sure. Uh, and, and if we just say, Oh, that's too expensive. Are you, are you going to take that journey? Are you going to take that step? Or are you going to stay in a comfort zone where maybe you don't really, you're really not comfortable? Right. I guess you really have to do that inner work, right? You have to figure out what's going on because you know we are valuable as women and I think sometimes women aren't told that Mm. they're valuable it would be hard for them to invest in themselves where they really need it whether it's for a doctor visit or an acupuncture treatment or or anything or a massage like you had said yeah thank you that that's great because I really, really want women to realize that we have so much to offer, more than just our families. We have so much to offer the friends that we have to offer them. So if we don't, if we're not around and we don't take care of ourselves, these other people who love us and care about us will really. Yeah, know, sometimes out. we 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 give, give and give and give, and we don't nurture ourselves and and yeah well a lot of people are missing out and <laughs> when that happens well sometimes I say you know I'm, I'm a selfish mom with some of my clients I say I'm a selfish mom let me let me teach you how to be a selfish mom and I'm kind of joking but kind of <laughs> not because you know I am the mom who you know you know I'll have I'll have my son in daycare so I can go get my workout you know if that's important to me otherwise I'm going to be cranky so to take be a little more selfish, you, would, you know, and it doesn't mean being mean. It, it means that sometimes you'll be less mean if you take the time, yeah, to right. ha- you know, like, I'm going to go take a bath now. You guys figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the shower every day. Yeah, we need to nurture <laughs> ourselves to get to know ourselves and to be able to, you know, give our gifts to the world, like you said. I love how you put that. We need to nurture ourselves to get mm-hmm. to know ourselves. You gotta have that quiet yeah. time. Yeah, you can't get to know yourself always, always doing the dishes and taking care of everybody else. You gotta see what's going going on in your own heart. I'm gonna go around <laughs> saying that now. I need to take care of myself so I yeah. can get to know myself. <laughs> yeah. That was great. This is fun. This is so awesome talking to you. Okay, so my last question is about you personally and your dream. So what dream do you have that you want to fulfill one day? Maybe at this moment it's not it's not practical or it's not possible for you to work on it just yet. You know, maybe you have a time later on in life that you have a dream to fulfill. What would that be, Miss <laughs> Bridget? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm a pretty ambitious person and I like to hit goals, but I'm also learning that you know, we can torture ourselves with trying to make that happen in a certain timeline. So I definitely still have my goals and I'm definitely still trying to just enjoy where I'm at. So some of my things I'm working on are just just working on building my online community. Um, You know, I'm starting a new 
podcast, and I'd, I'd love to have you come be on my podcast. Yeah, and, you know, I'm just, I have a new website. I'm working on my, you know, kind of up-leveling my blog all the time and my social media. Um, so those are some things I'm working on. And I I, uh, I do want to write at least one book. I kind of have a template for a fertility guidebook. And then, yeah, maybe later wow. I'd like to maybe write a cookbook or, uh, you know, we'll see how that all goes. Um, I kind of would like Hi. to be able to travel uh, and speak someday. Um, you know, I love being on. Yeah. You know, maybe I you and I, we can go travel yeah. together. I know. I thought about doing a retreat in Hawaii, so that might have to happen. Uh, but you know, it takes, you know, it takes some building of your community to, to get there. Um, and then you, you know, you can kind of hit that critical mass where you're going to be like, Hey, you know, I want to host a retreat in Hawaii. Who's in? So yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I <laughs> <laughs> and I live here. Yeah. Yeah. So th- those are some of the things I'm working on and as far as like a, a soul goal, um, you know, I, I want to touch a lot of women's lives um, and share some of the tools I've learned and and just, just give women more tools to be healthy, to be happy, and to really reach their own passion goals, you know. Goals. Yeah. Well, definitely. We definitely need that. We need you to reach out to as many women as possible. Because I'm a mom myself, and I know I've had moments when my kids were little about how it's about everybody else coming first before mm-hmm. ourselves. Uh-huh. So that's great. It sounds exciting, all these things that you want to do. And I, I hope you Thank get to you. do all of them. Especially, especially I know, I've never Hawaii. been. And it's funny because, like, everyone in Portland's been to Hawaii. <laughs> I've never been. So I know I've got to go check it out one of these days. Put, put I it know. on your bucket list if totally. you have one. Yeah, so if anybody's listening and they're curious to check it out, my website is BridgetDanner.com. It's B-R-I-D-G-I-T, and then Danner is D-A-N-N-E-R. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of building it up, and I'm going to have some nice free gifts about getting to know your hormones. And uh, yeah, yeah. and we're going ha- to have know. you on the podcast, girl. I need it. Now, is there any social media sites that we can connect with you as well? Yeah, you know, I'm doing better on uh, learning my social media more and more. So I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm mostly under the name Bridget Danner, uh, if you just search it. Um, And then I'm on, uh, I'm doing more Instagram. Uh, So, you know, yeah, some, some I'm on more than. Yeah, okay. Some, some There's always yeah. a way to find you. That's yeah. great. Yeah, pick your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. This is a great has this has been a great interview. Thank you so much. And I really wish you well and thank you so much for joining me. This is like I'm gonna be thinking about this. Oh likewise, yeah, and I'd love to continue uh the conversation uh and hear more about y- what you have to say about women and money. So we'll have to have you on over. <laughs> okay, you're on. All right. Take Bye, care, everyone. Bridget. Thank you. Bye.